Good morning. Today we are doing the ninth chapter of Ilchot Avodah Zarah Vehukot Hagoim. This chapter is going to talk about not so much Avodah Zarah itself, but rather our relationship with Goim, with non-Jews who do Avodah Zarah, and our interaction with them. There is a few prohibitions by Hachamim meant to keep us away from them and from their, their actions. Uh, so with that, we start the ninth chapter, which is a quite long chapter. This is, by the way, the very first Mishnah in Masechet Avodah Zarah. Three days preceding a holiday of the Goim, a, a day of Avodah Zarah, it's forbidden to uh, buy from them or to sell them durable goods. In other words, uh, we are not talking about, uh, well, we're going to see later. Um, to borrow money from them or to, or to uh, lend them money. To pay a debt or to charge a debt. To charge them, to in other words, to collect a debt that they that that they owe you. It's forbidden if this is a debt that is documented. However, if this was an oral kind of debt that doesn't have any documentation supporting it, then you better get that money whenever you can, because you may not ever get it. So that's that's permissible. Hachamim did not go as far as to forbid to collect that kind of a debt. Because you're you're saving that debt from them, they they tomorrow they may decide not to pay you. And it's permissible to sell them things that are not durable, like uh, vegetables or food, actual prepared food, until leading to, but not including their day of worship. And all of this is in Israel, anywhere other or outside of Israel, the prohibition only applies on the day itself of their worship. If the person transgressed this and went ahead and transacted with them during these three days, whatever was uh, produced through these transactions, whatever was bought or was sold, is permissible, doesn't become forbidden. But things that were, but if this was a transaction during the day of the worship, then the product of the transaction, the money received, the, the goods received, or the goods given, or the money given, whatever exchange hands, that becomes asur, that becomes forbidden to drive benefit from. It's forbidden to also send a gift to a goy on the day of their worship unless we know that this particular goy does not acknowledge this particular avodazara of whose this day is and he doesn't worship it. Similarly, if a goy sends a gift 
during his holy day to a Jew, we may not derive benefit from it, we should not accept it. However, if this would cause some kind of, uh, of hatred, of anti-Semitism on the Goy's part, it's permitted to take it, you should take it before him in, in his presence, take the gift, don't say no to a gift if it's going to, to cause problems, but then don't use it until or unless you know that this particular Goy does not worship this Avodazara and does not acknowledge it. If their holiday was multiple days, three, four, or ten, so we, we see all of them as one day, there is a, a, we, we see all of them as one single day, for purposes of the Alachot we just mentioned, and all of them then become one day, and the three days leading to that one long holiday, are the ones that are forbidden. <clears throat> Very relevant halacha. I want to point out Harambam was the only one who both uh, understood, investigated Christianity at depth, and at the same time uh, did not live among Christians and uh, and he, his position on Christianity is very clear. Christianity is Avodazara. It would be even by the definitions we set forth in all the chapters before. Look, I, I want to explain something that is that is important. Avodazara, we said, is to worship anyone other than God, to serve anyone other than God. Okay, so even if you serve God, if you serve him in a way that's not the way he prescribed, why are you doing it? Who told you to do it? It wasn't God, right? So whoever told you to do it, you're worshiping that person. Sometimes it's yourself. You are telling yourself that this is a way to worship. Sometimes it's another human being. Sometimes it's a, 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 a king, a politician. Sometimes it's... So that is the, wor the what you're worshiping. It's not only the, the, the name you used in the service. And I'm saying this because many people say about Christianity, yeah, but they worship the God of Israel. Well, it, if the kind of worship is not what God prescribed, and they're doing what they're doing because the church tells them so, or they're doing what they're doing because uh, Jesus said so, or because Paul said so, then those are their gods. And that brings them within the rubric of Avodah Zarah. It doesn't mean that that in itself is we have uh, certain actions, as, as we mentioned before, but at least this brings them within that fold. Hanosrim, the Christians of the Avodah they worship Avodah yom edam hu, And Sunday is their holy day. Therefore, in Eres Israel, it's forbidden to transact with them the Thursday and Friday of every week. Obviously, Shabbat, you wouldn't transact with them anyways because it's Shabbat. And we don't even have to say that Sunday itself, that this is forbidden everywhere in Israel, outside Israel, according to Harambam. Today, we may not do business with believing Christians on a Sunday. 
and so we uh, treat all of their other holidays namely uh, christmas <clears throat> new years and so easter and so on and so forth um one point about sunday in english the word sunday preserved its original uh, pre-christian pagan origins it's a day of the sun like all the days of the week have uh, another another um let's say god star or god planet that that they represent monday moon uh, and so on and so forth <clears throat> but sunday in spanish is called domingo which comes from the La from uh, greek dominus from the latin uh, also in latin uh, dominus in latin sorry that uh, means the day of the lord so it's a very very uh Zarate, uh sunday יום שמתכנסים בו הגויים להעמיד להם מלך ומקריבים ומקלסים לאלוהיהם, יום אדם הוא והרעו כשאר אדיהם. Not only, now we go and we start transitioning from what we'd call religion to what we'd call politics. And in the essence, it's one and the same. It's always one and the same. And the day in which the goyim gather to appoint a king to themselves, and on that day, they start bringing a lot of offerings to their gods, this is also to be treated as a holiday of the Goim and should be treated the same way as all of their other holidays. However, if a Goy is commemorating a private event, not the appointment of a king, which is for the entire society, but a private event, like uh, he had the sun born, or he cut his, his hair, a hair that he was growing for Avodazara, or <clears throat> he was saved from the ocean, he came back from somewhere, he left jail, and on those days, <coughs> on that day, the Goy uh, does a lot of Avodazara, then yes, with respect to that Goy, particularly this day is Yom Edam, however, it's only forbidden that day. Hachamim did not extend the three-day prohibition to before that day to this particular case. And it's, it's particular to this one individual. It does not apply to anyone else. In other words, you may transact with other goyim during the day that is a holiday for one single goy. Likewise, Harambam says, and notice how he brings it in a separate halakha, this is um, a very fundamental way of Avodah Zarah to worship during death or in relation to death. So when someone dies and they make that day a holiday, those who are celebrating that day are the ones with respect to which this prohibition applies. And Harambam says you should know every death because of which or in relation to which people burn clothes or bring some incense you should know that it also involves Avodah Zarah. <clears throat> I wonder if the actual burning of the clothes and Maktirin Ketoret qualifies as one of the four forms of worship, namely Hekter. 
אין יום העד אסור אלא לעובדים בו בלבד. אבל הגויים ששמחים בו ואוכלים ושותים ומשמבלים אותו מנהג ומפני כבוד המלך, אבל הם אין מודים בו, הרי אלו מותרים לשאת ולתת עמהם. The holiday is only forbidden for the goyim that actually worship on it. But the goyim that just celebrate and are merry and they just take a day off and they go and, and have a nice meal and they just keep it as a tradition or because uh, it's, it's, the, it's the politics of the place, it's a national holiday. So those, uh, it's not a problem to transact with them. Um, we are only concerned about goyim who are religious who actually believe in, in that Avodah Zarah and in the sacrality of that day. Different subject, things that are used in particular by a certain group that does Avodah Zarah, it's forbidden to sell those things every day, not only three days before or the day of their worship, but every single day. But things that are not particular to that form of worship can be sold in general. But if the Goy made it clear that he's purchasing something for Avodah Zarah, then it's forbidden to sell it unless before you sell it you do something that renders what you're selling um, uh, unfit for Avodah Zarah. For example, if, you, if, you, um, if you're selling a chicken, if you cut one of its wings or something like that, because you, you will know that they, do not, they will not offer something that is not perfect and now we are going in Al-Khazam, we are going to explain what does it mean particular and not particular. If you had a mixture of both things that are, are particular to a form of worship and things that are not, so this is an example. Levona is a kind of incense, like this kind of an incense, Levona, that is pure and therefore fit for ketoret, for, for bringing it as an instance for Avodah Zarah, together with the kind of levona that is, that is dark, that is not fit, so you have a mixture of this, then you, you may sell everything together uh, without specifying what the purpose is, obviously. And you don't have to, to start wondering or to presume that they are going to go through the trouble of separating the pure from the non-pure Levona and use the pure for Avodah Zarah. And this was just an example. <coughs> just like we don't sell to the Goim things that permit them or or enable them to do Avodah Zarah, so too we may not sell them things that enable them to, to do harm to the public. Kegon, Dubim Varayot, like for example, very violent and dangerous animals like bears and lions. Arayot might be a different kind of a lion than, than, uh, than the ones you see in the zoo. 
וכלי זין, או weapons, וכבלים ושלשליות, או kinds of chains that someone might use to kidnap someone or to, 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 um, to restrain someone. ואין משחיזין להם את הזין, and also you may not sharpen their weapons. וכל שאסור למוכרו לגוי, and all of these things that are forbidden to be sold to the goy, אסור למוכרו לישראל החשוד עם כל הגוי. It's also forbidden to sell it to a Jew whom you know will then turn around and sell it to a goy. וכן אסור למכור כלי נזק לליסים ישראל. And similarly, it's forbidden to sell weapons to a Jew whom is known to be a criminal, to be a, a, um, a thief, a violent thief. Abandoned, really. <coughs> uh, if, if uh, the Jewish community was living in peace among the Goim and, and, uh, and there, there was no Hashash, there was no suspicion that maybe whatever weapons you sell to the Goim are, go are going to be used, like unfortunately they were through history, to, to kill Jews, then it's permissible to sell weapons to the official army, to, to the official political authority, to the king and to his, to his armies. Because if you think about this, they are doing war with the enemies of the state to, to save it, the enemies of the city to save it, and therefore they are defending us, given that we are now part of them. <coughs> this was uh, much more practical back in the day when Jews had their own cities, or the cities were majority Jewish, and therefore uh, there were some other major cities that were known to be cities of Avodazara. But it's a very strict halacha. I'm not going to, to go around it, I'm going to say exactly what it says. Ayr Sheyesh Avodazara, a city that has within it a Avodazara, an object of worship. Mutar Husala is permissible to go around it or next to it. But it's forbidden to go into it. If the Avodazara, if the if the the idols were outside the city, then it's permitted to go into it. <coughs> A traveler going from place to place is forbidden to make his journey through a city that has Avodazara in it. And when is this the case? Only when the path that goes through the Avodazara is a path that actually leads to that city. So let's call it the city of Avodazara. 
and I, I want to go to the city that's behind the city of Avodazara. I cannot take the road that leads to the city of Avodazara. But if it was a a path that um, a, a, if, if there was a different path and the person happens to go through this one, uh, then it's permissible. It's forbidden to build with the goim uh, some kind of a of a cube uh, of a dome uh, in which uh, which is made to put within it avodazara, uh, like for example a church, and if the person transgresses and builds it, the the sahar the consideration, the compensation that was received does not become forbidden. Although the actual dome where the Avodazara is is forbidden, it's permissible to build the 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 out the, the, the outside courtyard of that building. Now, this halakha makes me think that what we said that one may not enter into a city that has Avodah Zarah, it may not be as literal as, as, as it sounds, because here the facts are that a person is in a city that has Avodah Zarah, and then the question becomes, with which stores may this person transact? But anyways, I, I don't know the answer, so I'm going to leave it open. But if in this city that has Avodazara, there is a few stores that are um, adorned, a few stores that are they uh, they are adorned them, and some that are not, then the ones that are, we assume that <coughs> they were adorned for the purpose of Avodazara, and therefore we don't transact with them. And those which are not, it's permissible. It's forbidden to rent uh, in, in this fair. It's forbidden to rent a, a booth from, from, uh, from Avodah Zarah uh, because you are permitting it to benefit from your money. Someone, if someone sells their home, their house to Avodah Zarah, let's say to become a church, the money that's received is forbidden. And that money needs to be destroyed. However, if the Goim went ahead and forcibly took out the truth from his house to convert it into Avodah Zarah, then it's permissible to use whatever compensation that is received because of this. The Jew didn't choose to, to give his house. It was a forcible, forcible transaction. And it's also permitted for the Yehudi to then go and try to get this money in their court system, in the court system of the Goim. He doesn't have to recourse to the Jewish court system. Obviously, this Goim, um, if they forcibly remove the Jew from his home to make it into Avodah Zarah, are not really going to pay attention to what three Dayanim in the Jewish community have to say.
וחלילין של העבודה זרה, אסור לספוט בהם one more detail, flutes that are from עבודה זרה, it's forbidden to use them to make music in a funeral like they used to do to encourage sadness. הולכים ליריד של הגויים. It's permitted to go to a show, to a fair of goyim. Maybe this is the answer, by the way, of, of the discrepancy between both halachot. Although we said one may not go into a city that has a wadazara in it, and then we found someone in the fact pattern of the next halachat, someone was already in that city, and he was already um, uh, inside that city, and the question becomes which stores can he transact with. Maybe this is the resolution. Maybe a person may go to a fair inside the city that has a wadazara, like this halacha is saying. Holchin liyerit shel agoyim is permissible to go to a fair set up, some market, some some show set up by the goyim. Velokhim mehem behema vavadim ushfachot begayutam uvatim vesadot uchamim. It's permissible to buy from them animals and and servants. Begayutam begayutam means servants that are still that are still. Goyim, because there was a whole process of making a servant Jewish. Uvatim v'sadot uchramim, properties, fields, and vineyards. V'chotev u'ma'ale ba'arkayot shelahem, and the person can, v'bilash u'matzil mi'adam, and then when a person does that, he's allowed to document all of these transactions and to enforce the transaction through their legal system, although it's something that we do not normally encourage, we normally encourage Yehudim to go to the Jewish legal system. But in this case, because otherwise you may never see that property again. So if you go and buy a cow uh, in Yerich Goim, the next village, and they are supposed to deliver it next week, and you have no documentation that is enforceable by the Goim against the Goim, you may never see that cow. בלוקח מבעל הבית שאינו נותן מכס, אבל הלוקח שם מן התגר אסור מפני שהוא נותן מכס והמכס לעבודה זרה, ונמצא זה מהנה עבודה זרה. This ידידים, this fairs, used to be organized um, in the name of a certain עבודה זרה, or by a certain association that had certain allegiance to a certain עבודה זרה, and there was a tax that they would charge the sellers, those people who have booths there, and that tax would go to the church. It's like a church fair or, or the, the Avodah Zarah uh, institution that they have. Therefore, although we said it's permissible to go to that fair, uh, it's permitted to, to transact with um, individuals that are not subject to that tax. However, the wholesalers there, normally they are the ones who pay the tax, it's forbidden to transact with them, because they are going to have to pay a tax on whatever money you give them, and indirectly you are contributing money <coughs> to Avodah Zarah. Havar ve'lakach min atagar, im behemah lakach nosher parsoteha min arkubah ulmata, if a person transgressed this and went ahead and transacted with one of these wholesalers who pays the tax to Avodah Zarah, then Chachamim impose a consequence to this. If what was purchased was an animal, the, then the person needs to cut her hoofs from 
minarkubaul mata from the bottom and down. Uh, this means cut the hoofs in a place that will not render the animal not kosher, but at the same time will render the animal impossible to work with in the field. If he took clothes or, or some other kind of object, they have to be uh, put aside until they rot by themselves. And all of this, by the way, is because we do not want to have the person actively destroy something that, that is perfectly good. That's baltashit, lotashit. Uh, we don't destroy things, we, we are careful not to, to be destructive. However, on the at the same time, you may not use any of these things. So the the solution is to leave it aside and let it let the elements take care of it. If you took some metals, he has to take them to the ocean, dispose them there. If he took servants, then these servants, obviously he may not do anything to them, but at the same time, if uh, the, the situation ever comes that he needs to rescue them from something, then this is where this would come to play and the person should not rest. That's Lomalim, we should not rescue them. Velomoridim, but at the same time, don't do anything to harm them. <coughs> A goy who makes a party in honor of his son or daughter, it's forbidden to derive benefit from this party. It's forbidden even for the, the Jew to bring his own food and eat it there. At the moment, if so long as he is partaking in this party. And this is not only the, the day or the actual party, but all the days leading to the party. And by the way, back, back then they didn't have caterers. They used to work months and months uh, to prepare a party. It was done in the house and they would start gathering, uh, for example, wine. They have to have store it for maybe up to a year before the party in order to, to let it uh, age properly. Uh, this explains why also the Yehudim used to have two events, Erusim and Nisuim. When a boy married a girl, he'd marry her. They'd live separate for about a year from one another. And then after that year, they'd have the party in which they then, after that moment, they go and live together. And uh, it took a year to prepare the party because they needed, again, they needed to have the wine age uh, and so on and so forth. So when is it forbidden to start eating at a party of a goy? Or when does it, when do we deem anything that the goy offers you at his house part of the party? From the moment he starts preparing for that party. And obviously all the days in which there actually is a party and then after that party for 30 days, we assume that for 30 days there is leftovers and, and uh, you may not have things from that party. If he 
but if uh, in addition to this party of his son or of his daughter he makes another party because of their their union their marriage then uh, it, for 30 days uh, uh, even after 30 days it's prohibited to eat from the food because we assume it's from there and we assume that the food of this party is going to last for a full 12 months when all of this is in order to keep us away from because the Torah warns that the Goy might call you to eat from their food and then you're going to end up getting his daughters for your sons and uh, his his daughters are then going to go after their their own gods Avodazara, and are going to lead your sons after those gods. Bat Israel lotaniket benashe anochrit mipenashe megadelet ben laavodazara. It's forbidden for a Jewish woman to nurse the 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 son of a of a of a goya because she'd be helping. Um, develop a, a person that's eventually going to do Avodah And she also may not deliver a baby of a Goya. But this is all for free. With payment, with compensation, she, she might, because otherwise we might be causing Eva, we might be causing anti-Semitism. And the Goya uh, delivers, however, a baby from a Jewish woman. We we are allowed to use a non-Jewish uh, uh, midwife, and also a, a a nurse, someone who will nurse the baby in a, in a, next to the mother, because uh, next to the mother, because otherwise, in that way, we'll make sure that she won't harm the baby, and we have to understand. We live nowadays in the 21st century, an extremely privileged time of our history. But up to only a few years ago, relatively speaking, um, Am Israel, the Jews, never had it easy with the Goim. Uh, we always, always had to look over our shoulders. It was very common for the Goim to murder Jews with impunity. And uh, a lot of this... Gezerot, a lot of these uh, uh, decrees were made in that context. They still apply, but we have to understand the historical context um, because of which they were made, just so we don't think that Hachamim had uh, some uh, racism or something against anyone. In fact, many statements that they make uh, make it very clear that they understood that uh, every human being comes from Adam Arishon. People who go to Tarput. Tarput means a place of Avodazara, a, a, a place of actual Avodazara, might mean uh, an actual church or, or a place um, uh, that, uh, that, that has Avodazara is forbidden to go there. It's prohibited to transact with them on their way. So let's say I have my neighbor, a Jew, who is going 
tomorrow to a place where I know it's forbidden to go, I cannot tell him today something because the suspicion is he's going to use that tomorrow and sell it there. And so if you are, if you let's say you have a store on the path and and on, on the on, on in the middle of a road, and you know the road leads to Avodaza, to a place of Avodazara. So people who are going that way, that direction, they may not you can, cannot sell to them. People who are coming back, you may sell to them unless you think that they are in business with the people who are going there, because then if you sell to someone who is coming back, he might sell back to someone who is going there. And then indirectly you're having them have something that they're going to transact with in Avodah Zarah. Israel, sorry, this was, I said, Jew in the example. This is all with non-Jews. Israel, now, if a Jew is going to Avodah Zarah, to, 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 to one of those places, then it's actually the opposite. On the way there, you may sell them whatever they want, because since they haven't yet uh, done anything innocent, uh, innocent until proven guilty, and the, the presumption is maybe they'll actually change their mind and they won't, they won't go to, to the place of Avodah Zarah. But if they are coming back, that presumption obviously is destroyed. They, they've done the deed. And therefore, they are treated like of the Avodah Zarah. We said in another chapter that's something that's a red line that once you cross it, you can never uncross it. And you may not transact with them. Israel Meshumad, a Jew that already assimilated, he already uh, has shown his allegiance to another system. Ben Bahalicha Ben Bahazira Asur, whether on the way to Avodah Zarah or on the way back, is forbidden to transact with them. La Salacha. Israel Shehalach Lirid Shelagoim, Bahazira Asur Laset Latet Aimo, Shemea Vodazara Mahalahem Sham, Udmea Vodazarabia de Sesurim Bahana'a. A Jew that goes to the fair of the Goim, um, and, and this is not that he went to the fair in order to, to buy, he went to the fair to, to sell, to participate in that fair. And as we said before, they used to tax people and give this tax to Avodazara. So if a Jew is coming back from that kind of a show, um, on the way back, it's forbidden to transact with them because maybe the money that he has is from uh, Avodazara that is sold there. And, and if he has money that was obtained by selling Avodazara, it's forbidden to derive benefits from that money, even somebody else. But if it had been money in the hands of a goy, that was received in exchange for Avodah Zarah, that money does not become forbidden. And this is why Rambam says, I'm explaining now, the last halacha, why the discrepancy between a Jew who is coming back from a place of Avodah Zarah and a Goy who is coming back from a place of Avodah Zarah. So the Goy who is coming back, we may transact with them, the Yehudi, we may not transact with them, and that's because the money received in those transactions, if it's in the hand of a Jew, becomes forbidden. If it's in the hand of a Goy, it does not become forbidden. But again, to repeat something we said, uh, someone who left Judaism, that's Meshumad, 
that person we may not transact with them neither on the way to the the fair because we think he might use that to to transact with avodazara nor on the way back because although his meshumat is assimilated lehumra we still treat him as a jew for certain things for certain uh, uh things that are unfavorable so for example uh, if, if he had been a full goy, we may be able to do business with him, but since he still is a Jew for certain aspects, any money that he receives from Avodah Zarah would be forbidden, and therefore we may not transact with him on his way back from Avodah Zarah. With this, we finish this chapter.